Welcome to the Care to Change podcast. We're grateful to have you join us today. We're beginning a new series this month on the trouble with love and marriage. This first conversation is between April and our counselor, John Money, as they discuss when you're not in love anymore. Thank you for being a part of this conversation as we hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Hello, everyone. This is April Bordeaux. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are always so glad that you've chosen to spend your time with us. We are kicking off a new series today. I'm so excited about this series because this is so relevant to so many of the couples that we see here at Care to Change. Uh, The series is entitled The Trouble with Love and Marriage. It's great to talk about love and it's great to talk about marriage. The, The problem is there's lots of problems with marriage. And so We're going to be talking a lot about uh, marriage over the next few weeks. We're kicking it off today with a special guest. He's not new to Care to Change, but he's new to our podcast, John Money. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good afternoon, everyone. And for those of you who don't know John, he's one of our counselors here, works a lot with church leaders and works a lot with men and couples. Really, um, he's one of my go-to. I work with couples a lot and send a lot of the guys Uh, that I see who need to have their own counseling, I send them to John. So John is a a special counselor here who's been with us probably almost five years Yes, for quite a while. And um, so we're really glad that he's able to join us for our podcast today. John, you want to tell for the people that are new to you, even though we're not new to you, you want to tell everyone a little bit about you and why you love to work with marriages? Sure. Yeah. So, excuse me, very excited about Today, this topic and this month focusing on marriages, I'm very passionate about marriages, marriage health. Of course, as we know, it's a foundation of family and culture, and uh, but there's a lot of marriages in trouble, and so I love being part of the, the ones trying to help that. Goal is always trying to rebuild what's been broken, and I have a true passion for it. I have seen miracles happen. I've seen some end, but I haven't lost that passion and the desire to try and help. So I've been in ministry probably 25 plus years. And so as a pastor, uh, as a counselor, also used to work at, along with you, April, Sheltering Wings and tried to help there as well with uh, my wife and I would bring a service into uh, the families there and and that's when uh, marriages or relationships are really, you know, had reached a level of, you know, violence per se. And I think that just even uh, further developed the passion I have just to try to help, you know, those that are hurting in relationships. And and then what I love in pastoral ministry, I would do a lot of premarital counseling, mm-hmm. marriage counseling, but it's, it's a lot different here at the counseling center at I always like to say the conversations are a lot more raw and Mm -hmm. real here. Uh, Sometimes in the church, um, someone will go and see the pastor, and it's still they're kind of guarded because they have to come back on Sunday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or everyone may know them and know they're seeing the pastor. But I I have been just so blessed to see how how the Lord uses the time uh, here at Care to Change and when people are really open and getting the truth out, that's when I think you can start helping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, absolutely. We we yeah. definitely see a lot of the 
the the real, the authentic, what's really happening, you know, mm-hmm. behind closed doors. And I heard a therapist uh, from Hope Restored out of Focus on the Family um, say, there's no Jesus frosting mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. so like you said, like mm-hmm. in church, you kind of want to throw a little Jesus on it, make it okay. Mm-hmm. But here we get to see what's really happening. Yes. And, um, and it is sad. But the reason why, for those of you listening, that I asked John to be on this one, today's topic is uh, what happens when you aren't in love anymore in marriage how do you what do you do when you find yourself not in love this you know i'm putting air quotes around in love what do you do when you're not in love and the reason why john that i ask you to to be our speaker is because you know over the years i you know i've known you and your wife kira for i don't know probably 15 years maybe longer than that and i've just watched the way you love her so well and she knows that she is so loved and it's evident in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's not because everything for the two of you is all like, you know, rainbows and unicorns, right? right? You've right. had your share of sure. what you guys have experienced. And so I've watched mm-hmm. in your personal life, just the way you have lived this topic of loving well and staying in love. And you mm-hmm. really have invested in your wife. And I know she invests well in you. And so I thought no better person to talk about this topic of what do you do when you're not in love anymore. So thank you, thank you. Uh, for coming here today. Yeah, we're going on 28 years. So 28. Yeah, God's good, and yeah, I, I do agree. We're so so in love. It, so even sometimes I'll see couples and like, well, you know, we've been together 20 years, so you know, yeah, things kind of yeah, you know, naturally. I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be that way. There's right. hope. There's, and it's that. Well, we'll talk about it, I'm yeah. sure. But maintaining well, and let's just Yeah, let's yeah. jump into that. You started to, to go yeah. there. Let's start yeah. with why do couples often mm. fall out of love, if we're going to use that terminology. Yeah. A lot of marriage books, they'll start with communication. I really would like to start at, I think the marriage takes on a culture when it's in trouble of criticism versus encouragement. Mm. I think that is what I really see over and over and over. Most most couples that come in, whether it's you know, been together five years and they're in trouble or ten or twenty and but just kind of ask them about how they interact with one another or it usually doesn't even take that long to see it, witness it in a in a session. Just the the critical heart yeah. toward one another. Mm-hmm. So it's as simple as um it's just like this. It's like, say you cleaned a room or you painted a room and it was perfect, and but the the criticism will be, oh, you missed a spot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that. It's like, yeah, someone even will, if they're trying, it's mm-hmm. still pointing out what's not right. Right. And a lot of times, people don't aware aren't aware of it. Right. Per se, and they they wouldn't even want that to be what they're doing, but it is what they're doing. And. Yeah. I think one more thing, there's, uh, was it John Gottman, uh, one of the marriage experts? I think it fits along with that. He he can watch couples for, what, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, and he can tell with, like, 90% accuracy if they're going to make it or not. Mm-hmm. And what he looks for is if he sees if there's any hint of contempt mm-hmm. from one toward the other. And I think that really fits with criticism as well. And so... Um, we can talk about ways to to combat that in a little while, but criticism culture is is a killer, and it, and it's unfortunate how mm-hmm. it revolves and and devolves into that. 
Yeah, I love so. that, uh, what you're saying here, that criticism really is a breeding ground for contempt. Oh, yes. And when there is contempt in marriage, it's mm -hmm. it's almost impossible to feel mm -hmm. love because yes. th there is no contempt in true love. So mm -hmm. that critical spirit mm -hmm. and pointing out what's wrong with the other Sort of mm -hmm. what we say, you know, getting in their yard. I'm going to go in your yard and tell you about all your weeds you have in your yard. Yes. When I'm over here with my own weeds mm -hmm. in my own yard, it's it is it's mm -hmm. a marriage killer. It's a it's a love killer because mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. that's not a space yeah. for safety, right? Yeah. And yeah. so safety is part of what creates love, and criticism doesn't create mm -hmm. an atmosphere of safety. So mm -hmm. so I'm what I'm hearing is one of the the biggest killers for being in love is criticism. Yes. Uh, and can you speak just for a moment about sarcasm as it relates mm. to that? Because mm. I know I, I have a lot of couples that are like, well, yes. sarcasm is my love language. Ha ha ha. <laughs> or yes. they know I'm just joking. Uh, ha right. ha ha. And I know, can, can you speak yes, to that? Absolutely. It's interesting you bring that up. I because definitely see that um, a lot of times. And even some some couples, even I, I can just well in pre-marriage see that sometimes too like oh tell me about your relationship and oh we we joke and and this and but then sometimes you'll see on the they'll take an assessment and mm -hmm. it'll be like well I'm concerned about the way my partner speaks to me and then a lot sometimes you'll draw it out so that's pre-marriage or even in marriage where one is thinking oh it's no big deal um but it is very cutting and biting and degrading and belittling and then you if you multiply that if if this has been going on what may have been cute at the beginning right. now becomes yep. not cute or mm -hmm. now it's a major irritant and it's it's like every and then it's expected so then people will shut down like well I don't want to be criticized mm -hmm. or sarcasm come out so I'm just not going to talk right and so that's kind of the way I see it play out I also see it escalate a lot where it may be more like you're on the same page and it's cutesy mm -hmm. and fun. But then when things get, uh, you start butting heads more then some couples, it starts coming out with, well, calling names, you right. know, like super sarcastic, but it's actually, you know, goes over the edge of, mm -hmm. you know, cussing each other out and things right. like that just in reality. You know, cause really sarcasm is a fun form of criticism, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so when, mm -hmm real life comes yeah. and it's not yeah. if it's when we feel the heat yeah. of life it's not so fun anymore mm -hmm. and so those same sarcastic comments mm -hmm. that you know might have been used as fun which i i 100 don't agree with sarcasm anyway mm -hmm. but all of a sudden when the fun in life isn't there sarcasm is biting right. and all yeah. of a sudden it's not fun it's critical and so yeah. sarcasm is a real slippery slope mm -hmm. and i know there's a lot of people mm -hmm. that disagree but yeah I know you and I are on the same page. Like sarcasm is yeah. just laughing at the criticism, right? It's, mm -hmm. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Sure. That's really what it yeah. is. Yeah. Well, I don't really mean it. It's all yeah. in fun. Well, yeah. is it building them up? Mm -hmm. Because if it's not building them up, mm -hmm. then it's not fun. Yeah. And if you're not building your spouse up, then mm -hmm. how are you expecting to stay in love? Absolutely. Yeah. And that you're, that whole building one, each other up is so critical. Um, you know, it was a Christian band that they're not as popular now, but they're called Building 429. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I love that name. I thought, well, where do they get that from? But it's <clears throat> from Ephesians 429 says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth except for what is helpful for building each oh, other up. So Ephesians 429, building each other up. And that's, yeah, 
encouragement is the key to health. So there's a solution of, or, you know, like we're not robots. So joking and having fun, I think can be okay, Mm -hmm. but hopefully you and your, your spouse, you have a good enough Mm -hmm. relationship that if it crosses the line, it's as simple as saying, Hey, I didn't really like that. Can we, can, can you not, can you not talk to me like that? Or yeah, that touched know, a little differently. Yeah, there. Like, yeah, that, that one I take a little. Come di- from? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So, and that's really like assertive communication, like mm-hmm. being able to speak truth and and uh, especially if you have trust and support, then it's a beautiful thing. Like, hey, that really kind of hurt me. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when you say that, that makes me feel like I'm, you know, I'm a loser. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Or I feel like a failure, or uh, or I f- feel like you don't you don't think I'm very good at that or, you know, Mm -hmm. but prayerfully we hope that couples can have the relationship of, Hey, could you not do that? Yeah. That one touched a little deeper. Uh, Let's change that. Now, most couples that are coming here for counseling, that's their relationships beyond that point. And Mm -hmm. it's what we try to work toward is reestablishing good communication. So I hear criticism and in that vein, sarcasm. Mm -hmm. Those are two things that really can Mm -hmm. remove the love from the marriage or you wake up someday and like, why am I not in love? Are there mm-hmm. other, I know there's a, a whole lot of them. What mm-hmm. are some of the majors that you see that mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. sort of make that happen? So the big ones, right, are if so, if there's unfaithfulness or adultery or someone has a pornography problem, those are kind of the, the big gotchas, right, of now someone's thrown a, I call it a hand grenade or a torpedo into mm-hmm. the relationship and it's, now we're talking like we're it's like a crisis so those are going to take a lot more work not impossible so right have seen amazing restoration from that and Mm -hmm. healing and but a lot of the a lot of marriages aren't in that shape um there's just a disconnect but it's not for a major reason like adultery or pornography or right so there aren't hand grenades going off in a marriage but there isn't love either right that's it so I still think one of the larger issue that's pretty obvious is like unforgiveness. Hmm. Um, so criticism, we've talked about that, but um, especially if there's sarcasm and criticism over time, then you know, some bitterness. And and if a couple doesn't regularly practice forgiveness, then I think it's a, a buildup effect over time. Of mm-hmm. Now, I was once close to this person um, he spoke to me this way harshly. He never says he's sorry, um, but he still expects me to cook and clean and mm-hmm. get the kids to bed and uh, do all this. Oh, and be intimate right. whenever he wants, right? So, right. But he's never said he's sorry once. And you know, I'm picking on the man here, and I, I do. I see that mm-hmm. and hear that a lot. Same way um, for the man sometimes where he's feeling criticized or uh, belittled or, and, and there's never been this, Hey, will you forgive me? Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have spoken like that. So the reason I went down that a little bit is forgiveness is, is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I really recommend if can develop that heart of be quick to forgive or quick to seek forgiveness and then quick to grant forgiveness. Mm-hmm. If that, if we can get there, then yep. you're on the way, 
way to healing. Otherwise, what's killing it is then bitterness is going to grow. Yep, yep. So. And so you're you're throwing out a, a lot of words here, so I want to catch up with you here. <laughs> so uh, what I'm hearing is unforgiveness mm-hmm. or not regularly practicing forgiveness yes. is also a killer of that feeling of being in love. And yes. we know it because unforgiveness, again, it's the opposite of love. You mm-hmm. can't say you love someone and then, but you're holding unforgiveness. It doesn't mean yes. that you're supposed to just, oh, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. That's that's a whole nother topic mm-hmm. for a whole nother podcast on, oh, about yeah. forgiveness. But th- y- what you mentioned, kind of what you're saying without saying is bringing that spirit of humility in. Yes. Like every single person is human, mm-hmm. which means every single person is going to require forgiveness and every single person will eventually be in a place to offer the mm-hmm. gift of forgiveness mm-hmm. to their spouse if if they're in a relationship. And so, but it requires humility. So that second part of this is mm-hmm. pride. Yes. Right? So mm-hmm. I'm not going to forgive you because of fill in the blank, whatever mm-hmm. it is that you did. Or I'm going to bring it up again. And that's yeah. one of the things I know we've talked about. Mm-hmm. You know when there's a couple harboring unforgiveness because they're still bringing it up. Yes. And yes. true forgiveness is I don't have to bring it up because I've let it go. Mm-hmm. And if I'm bringing it up, I'm still holding on to it, right? right? Yeah. So there's so an good. element of pride yes. in this, right? Yeah. yeah, it does take, I love that you're bringing that out because it does definitely take humility to mm-hmm. one, cross that, wow, can I trust this person mm-hmm. enough to even say, ask for forgiveness. You may feel that prodding yeah. <laughs> within you where you know you've crossed the line, but Mm-hmm. It, it takes some humility um, to definitely say, hey, will you forgive me? Even mm-hmm. more so than I'm sorry. Like right. I always say, like a two or three year old can say, I'm sorry. Right. Um, but it takes a lot to say, will you forgive me? Yeah. And then now you're really putting yourself out there. Because what if they say no? Yeah. 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 Or what if they say I can't? And that's right. okay. Yeah. You know, right? Because yeah. we know there's a yeah. time and space for yes. forgiving that that's gift. That's a good point. Um, but you know, to your point, unforgiveness or not Mm -hmm. regularly practicing forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And in that same vein, Mm -hmm. again, like Mm -hmm. pride, Mm -hmm. that pride, those are definitely the love killers. You brought up my marriage and you know, I love my wife, Kira. And as I said, 28 years, but one of the, the beautiful things, I think one of the secrets to us being happy and being at this point is quick forgiveness. Mm. Um, I'm a f- former pastor. I still consider myself a pastor. So yeah, I, I yeah. filter things through scripture and it's like, uh, in Ephesians where it talks about, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Mm-hmm. And it's, and then it, the next verse says, and do not give the devil a foothold. Right. So he's tying the anger, uh, between two people. Don't let the sun go down on it. And I love the advice. Like, so I think it's, don't go to sleep or don't go to bed angry. Now mm-hmm. in 28 years, have we ever gone to sleep? With right. things unresolved, yes, but we've literally have tried to talk things through, but it might be two in the morning mm-hmm. and just say, hey, I'm trying to get there. Right. I don't feel 100% okay, but I love you, and can can we just yeah. um, go to sleep, and we'll talk about it tomorrow, right. but, but not this stewing anger, right? because that is a killer, and you get a foothold, and another thing I love that Kira does on forgiveness I think she's a little bit faster than I am. I'm more of a hanger on her, <laughs> you know, when, Aww. when something really yeah. cuts at you or, and she's not like that, but it, you know, we get offended. We're human. Right. Um, like we'll say, yeah, Hey, will you forgive me? Or yeah, I forgive you. And then I can kind of 
still be chewing on things a little yeah, bit like yeah. my head saying forgive but my emotions are more like I'm mad. I don't know I, yeah. I, for some reason I want to be a little distant or yeah. or think on it more or, and um oh she'll sniff that out so fast and so she'll usually come by and say are we okay Aww. and like that little phrase I mm-hmm. know then it's like wow yeah I'm, I'm, I'm getting there I'm real close like mm-hmm. yeah we're okay mm-hmm. so she is super concerned about the us the we are mm-hmm. we okay and I am too but it, I think if if we could get couples to do that like you're fighting you try to make up you may not feel right but just say, hey are we okay mm-hmm. and that's like maintaining that connection yeah oh that's always so trying to pursue the connection so I know that we could probably spend the entire time on the the things that drive us out of love I want to flip the conversation to what would get us back in love or keep us in love, right? Because mm-hmm. I know when couples come into care to change, there's this element of the marriage may have, you know, the hand grenades you mentioned, mm-hmm. it might be in a place of desperation. There's been destructive acts, whether the destructive acts, is, you know, is, is, you know, cheating or whether it's abuse or whether it's criticism, right? There's mm-hmm. levels of destructive acts. It doesn't matter. The relationship is being destroyed by some behavior, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this element of stopping the destruction. Yes. But then there's this element of rebuilding mm-hmm. the trust and connection, right? Yeah. So there's one thing to say, okay, don't criticize, don't use sarcasm, continue to forgive, that's one thing. Okay, we're going to stop any kind of falling out. But what do we do to stay in love? And if a couple is saying like, okay, well, we've been through that. Yeah, I've forgiven him or her for mm-hmm. for that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it just doesn't feel the same. Like, mm-hmm. how do I quote, like, get that back? Yes. Which is a million dollar so question, good. right? Yes, yes. I love that. So, and as a a counselor and pastor that's what i mm-hmm. what we all do we pray for that and long mm-hmm. for that for our, our uh, clients so i look at it as renewal i think of the word like mm. renewal is needed like the relationship needs to be renewed um we are a, a christian counseling center as well so i i love to f- filter the the discussion through scripture and mm-hmm. and even prayer but i Usually, a lot of uh, couples that come, even though they are would identify as a Christian couple, and this isn't for a guilt trip, it's just like a reality of, and I'll, I'll ask, well, how, how are you guys doing spiritually? Or tell me a little bit about that. Mm. And they're like, oh, so many times I hear the, well, we used to mm-hmm. really be passionate about the yeah. things of the Lord. We used to go to church. Yeah. And again, this isn't a guilt trip. It's just like, you know how I, at the beginning we said, some couples go, well, you know, 20 years. Yeah. And so, of course, we've kind of drifted away. And and so I'm trying to make this one scripture as popular as John 3.16. It's Hebrews 2.1, mm-hmm. and no one knows it. <laughs> okay. But it's it's says, we must pay more careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. So whenever I, I've had the, the pleasure of conducting a marriage, I'll use utilize that scripture as like a charge or a challenge of mm. look right here. It's saying we must pay more careful attention, mm-hmm. the most careful attention to what we've heard. Well, we've heard about Jesus and salvation mm-hmm. and faith in him. We must pay 
careful attention to that so that we don't drift away. And then there's, so pay attention to that so you don't just grab, and that drift is like a boat if you had it up right. at the dock. And the you, two degree but you didn't shift, tie it, right. But yes. you didn't tie it, well, it's going to yes. move across the lake or the, the ocean. <laughs> right. And gradually, or like a balloon, of a, you know, with helium, if you let it go, it's just going to drift, drift, drift. And so we can get kind of sloppy or negligent about nurturing that relationship with mm. the Lord as a foundation of the, the marriage. But then we can also get negligent yes. about nurturing yes. the, the, in, the husband and wife relationship. Mm-hmm. You just, what used to be, maybe you were quick to forgive mm-hmm. or, oh, I'm sorry, or, you know, you're discovering things. But now it's, again, yes. it's, it's that you need to pay careful attention mm-hmm. and so that I've, you don't drift away. You know, what you're, what you're speaking to is yeah. being present. Yes. And we talk about being present so much when we talk about parenting. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, when we're or in mm-hmm. this topic related to love and marriage, yes. if we want to nurture that love in our marriage, it requires being present. And that's what you're saying, you know, mm. stay attentive to. And our current culture is sort of counter being present. Everything mm. that we do, unless we're intentional, doesn't promote being present, especially with your spouse, because you've got work responsibilities. Mm. If you're a parent, you've got Mm. your kids responsibilities. You've got your home, you've got whatever it is that you're responsible for. And it's almost like the marriage is easy to Mm. take the back seat. Or when you finally get together, you're both so tired Mm. that you're not bringing your best to each other. And so you've given your best to work Mm -hmm. or you've given your best to the kids or you've given your best to your friends or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes time to reunite, at home, it's like, whew, mm. what a day. I'm going to pull my phone out and scroll. <laughs> and the the most important relationship is right there, is, right there, is getting nothing. Mm, that's uh, so true. So there might not yeah. be a hand grenade, but there right. might, might not be that yeah. paying attention yes. to. Yeah, I, I think that nails it, being present for sure. Um, and again, that's a, a connection killer. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, wow, okay, well, welcome home. And right. And then... You might have dinner or dinner with the kids, and mm-hmm. then, like you said, just start scrolling or mm-hmm. TV. And I do think it's going to take some um, ch- change of behavior, change mm-hmm. of approach, and and being diligent. And okay, well, let's spend some time together here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, are you ever yeah. surprised? I know when couples come in with me, and I'll say, "When was the last time you went on a date?" Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they're like scratching their head, yeah. like, "Well, yeah, you know," and yeah. it's like. Yeah. Remember that time back in March, you know, <laughs> yeah. or right. Um, right. And it's not because yeah. they, yeah. they want their marriage to end. It's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. everything else has gotten in their calendar. Oh, yeah. Well, if you plan the soccer games and if you plan when you mm-hmm. go on vacation, mm-hmm. why not plan your date? Totally agree. Your time to yeah. connect, like yeah. plan around your date. Mm-hmm. This is our mm-hmm. time to connect. And, yeah. and it just, our our kids yeah. at home they're just like constantly why are you going out on a date again well i want you to be happy that we like each other mm-hmm. not just love each other but we like each other mm-hmm. enough to want this because yeah. it's really a gift to you right. right and the kids are like why are you you know that's beautiful being you know? intentional mm-hmm. um yeah it, and i've definitely have seen that in you and randy and love that mm-hmm. that you guys are you know you've nurtured that and it shows april for sure mm-hmm. and 
um, I love that that thought of being present, planning dates, uh, especially couples that would be coming here for counseling or for mm-hmm. listening and they're in trouble. I think that's a step of, it may seem really awkward at first, but it, it has to happen like that, that bridge has to be right. <laughs> somehow you have to try to bring it together. And, and that's, a, a one of the key books I tend to use in the counseling sessions is called keep your love on okay. um, by Danny Silk. And the reason I choose that is it's, it's not too hard to read. <laughs> and it's also, it, he boils things down to the concept is, well, keep your love on. It's pursue connection, mm. pursue connection. So I love that. And most of the counseling I do for couples, I will just reiterate that over and over and over. How are you pursuing connection? Mm-hmm. Did you did you guys uh, have a date? Did yeah. you try to set one up? And and by the yeah. way, yeah. dates to Meyer where you're mm-hmm. walking down the aisles. Yes. Right? Is that really <laughs> connecting? I know right. Randy and I had a period of time when the kids were young and we're sure. just like are they asleep yet? Can we go back? <laughs> you know, it's like, um, but then we found ourselves like, okay, we're going to go to dinner, same sure. restaurant we always go to. Yep. And then we're going to walk the aisles of Target, right. you know, and they were like, are we really connecting or are we just like staying away, you know, mm-hmm. or are we really mm-hmm. connecting? And, and sometimes you can connect, but yeah. uh, it's like, well, let's add a little fun in here. Let's like spend $5, get a gift for each other and then present the gift on the other side. Like, yeah. That's make good. it something versus yeah. just like, oh, we're going to go walk. And right. then you're just like talking about, it's a business meeting. Mm-hmm. What are the plans for the week? Who's mm-hmm. picking up the kids? Hen, what, what are you doing? And yes. then all of a sudden your date is a business meeting. Right. It's not really a time for connection. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we need an actual date yeah. that we enjoy. Yeah. That's so good. It, I love that intentionality, like, or turning it into mm-hmm. um, more than just a business meeting. Yeah. Like, um, I, I tend to really like to ask couples along those lines of, um, or, or if they're on a date, mm-hmm. hey, let's tr- even take talking about the kids off the table. Yes. Right? Try yeah. to challenge yourself yeah. that. Try to yeah. talk about real life when, mm-hmm. when, when you guys were a couple and at some right. point you were attracted to one another and right. you, you enough that you wanted to say yes. <laughs> right. And, you know, try to get back to that. And it's so awkward. I, I feel it's mm-hmm. so hard, um, as you know, as you counsel, when couples it's been two three years right uh, or they've moved out of the bedroom and sleeping yeah. in you know separate places and how do we even say how even was your day hugged, yes. hugged in two years yes oh. um mm-hmm. let alone kiss you know like mm-hmm. it's just so like awkward and seems impossible mm-hmm. and so our hearts go out to that but it's somehow if if both are willing mm-hmm. And that can be a first point of forgiveness and saying, right. we got to try to connect. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's do the obvious. Try to have a date, um, yeah. something we both like. I love that you said that, yeah. pursuing connection. Yeah. And I want to speak to that um, yeah. just as a woman to the ladies listening. Because if you said this, I it, it might not come across wh- mm-hmm. well. But we had a guy that had been married over 50-some years. You might have been at that meeting. And he and his wife came and... We were saying, tell us the secret of not staying married. That's easy. Um, Tell us the secret of staying happily married, right? And so he, the husband gave, these are the things. And then the wife said, these are the things. And then they both shared what they loved about the other person. And so, you know, you mentioned encouragement, right? Building each other up in that connection, coming up with the things that you love. So at the end of the day, have you, have you told your spouse Hmm. what you enjoyed? Not that they did but who they are, 
Randy, I really, really love how devoted you are to this family. I know you're working so hard. Like when was the last mm. time that I poured into my husband to have that connection? But yes. women, for you, one of the things that we lose and then we're wondering why we fall out of love, we're not taking care of ourselves. And so one of the things that the guy said in that, and I, I will never forget this, but he said, stay pretty, hmm. stay pretty wow. because, and I'm, and I'm not talking about a superficial sort of make sure you wear your makeup and put your heels on your pearls. So when he comes home, I'm not talking about that. Hmm. I'm talking about self-care mm -hmm. because there was something that, and you mentioned it when you said there was something that attracted you to them yes. that made you say yes. And then you get married mm -hmm. and then life goes and then you have kids and then this and then this and then this. And you wake up 20 years later and you're like, look in the mirror and you say, who am I right now? Mm -hmm. And am I the person, am I bringing my best version of me mm -hmm. to this relationship? Mm -hmm. And if I'm not, how do I expect to keep that connection? Yeah. And so taking care of yourself, and this is for men too, mm -hmm. you know, men take mm -hmm. care of yourself. But I'm, yeah. I want to speak to the ladies as a woman saying, are you building in caring for yourself not just physically, you know, everyone has flaws, but I'm talking about bringing your best version of yourself to the marriage to mm -hmm. keep that, right? Mm -hmm. And there's always seasons, okay. you know, yeah, uh, but at the same time, it's just, how do you keep marriage, you, you know, your love alive? Mm -hmm. Well, you bring your best version of yourself. Yeah. And part so of that good. is staying pretty, you know, mm -hmm. like whatever that means for, right. Right. again, I, I don't want it yeah. to sound superficial, like, wear lipstick right. i'm just saying that's... bringing who you are mm. the best version of you that's so good i'll just say i'm in my 50s now safely <laughs> and uh you know it's it a little I, harder doesn't it i'm a good 45 <laughs> pounds heavier than you know when i was <sighs> high school and my wife i think it's like it's going to be hard to like stay at one point and not gain a few pounds right over right. A, a lifetime and um you know and and i i do know like she she tries to like hey i'm gonna what's wrong here is my cortisol yeah. up or my hormones right, right. this and you know yeah. and i appreciate that and it's not but I, I i she's so beautiful to me you know it's right. like right that's a good point i'm just chewing on what you're saying like mm -hmm. but i don't ever want it for her to become her thinking that oh you know he's not going to love me if, right if i'm you know yeah. 10 pounds too heavy right. or something like that. It's not it, about it. It's, it's not conditional. Yeah. It's not conditional yeah. too. It's just, yeah. what does it take to bring the best version of you yeah, like into this relationship mm -hmm. to keep that yeah. marriage vibrant, right? right, And alive. And if yeah. you're coming yeah. tired and haggard and you're not taking care of yourself, mm -hmm. how, how do you expect it to stay? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not yeah. shame casting. I'm just saying yeah. like, there's some ownership in this, yeah. right? And <clears throat> what is it that I'm doing yeah. Yeah. Um, that's causing the relationship mm -hmm. to, to fall out of love, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah, like we even kind of what triggered that was like at some point you were attracted to him. Right, and, right. And there's, we should, each husband or wife should both be growing over mm -hmm. the years, right? Not just in many ways. And I think that can be very attractive to mm -hmm. like, you know, personal growth. and right. Um, again, now the pastor is going to come out of me again of, yeah. of no good. it's almost like, oh, my heart for people in the Christian faith is it's, I almost want to write a book beyond initial salvation, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's beyond just, I put my faith in Christ and now I'm going to heaven. Right. And, and then I did that 30 years ago and 
and now I, I oh I think this one scripture I knew when I was eight you know and mm-hmm. but it's like not been nurtured and it's like um I kind of relating it to remaining attractive but it's like you want to grow you want to grow in a lot of ways but again back to the faith part like pursuing mm-hmm. like that's pursuing the lord right? right and then it's like still pursuing one another and pursuing even personal growth um is attractive i get um, it, it yeah, yeah. It's, it has nothing to do with yeah. the the number on the scale as much no. as it does the caring of self mm-hmm. right yeah, and yeah. so again it, you know this is a slippery slippery slope when you start talking about that but the the point the yeah. point is bringing your best yeah. version of you yeah. i know john you were also going to Bring up something about being self-centered versus being oh. us-centered. I know mm-hmm. that was something that mm-hmm. you talk about. Sure. You you said something about, are we okay? And I don't yes. know if you were kind of going to go down yeah. that path. But mm-hmm. when we're talking about keeping the marriage alive, how to get back in love, yes. talk yeah. talk a little yeah. bit about the difference yeah. between that. Yeah, yeah. so the reason I kind of thought of that ahead of time was just seeing couples being self-centered it's more about what can i get out of this like or she's not providing this for me or he's not um, thoughtful or and we we tend to think of it just like what am i getting or or not getting versus like how are we doing Mm -hmm. and again that's like what i love what my wife does is having that mindset of we got to protect us we got to protect us and how can we do what's good for us like you even brought up like you and randy do that like consistently with dates and and intentional time together that's what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. um but then if there is a disagreement or feelings are hurt it's still being that quick to forgive but quick to think about us Mm -hmm. like um here i go again with another scripture like the enemy wants to steal kill and destroy and the enemy wants to do that to marriages. Right. So the warrior in me is like, no, I'm going to open the can of whoop on the enemy. Right, right. And I'm not going to let the enemy steal, kill, and destroy my marriage. Your marriage. So our marriage. Right. And so there's an us that I I want to protect. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's not just the husband, but I think both mm-hmm. need to protect that marriage. Like, we're not going to let stuff sneak in that's inappropriate or changes the atmosphere in our home or uh, we're not going to let the kids displace our marriage or Mm. us because look most people get married whenever it is 20s 30s okay if intention you're going to have kids it's not a surprise oh well maybe they are a surprise sometimes but you know now you're going to have a child and yeah it's it's something you got to navigate Right. For the marriage. How do you keep us do, yeah, separate yeah, from the child? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's like, how do we win for us? Right. Not, not how do I win, but yeah. I love that. Yeah. And even though you're not going this direction, I, yeah. I know that it's one of your recommendations is um, when you said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It's not just a marriage. Mm-hmm. It's the individual. And yes. we all bring our own mm-hmm. baggage into mm-hmm. the relationship. And so our baggage sort of spills into the us, as you call it. And so I know one of your recommendations is heal your own trauma. Yes. Heal your own baggage Mm -hmm. because it's almost impossible to keep that love secure, that connection Mm -hmm. without that healing as well. So I I Mm -hmm. talk just for a minute about that. Yeah. And so we kind of haven't really look, we're, none of us are blank slates, right? Right, right? Before we come to a, a marriage, 
uh, into a relationship. We all have like mm-hmm. family backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, some of it's good. Some of it's, you know, it's <laughs> I think it's the rarity of someone navigates that unscathed of some kind of um, trauma or, or even just a view of what a husband should be, sometimes how that's filtered or what a wife should be. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we don't see things accurately. We'll, because of the trauma so or even just upbringing what's been handed down from generation to generation and you know your family line mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a phrase i've heard is like uh, well, jesus may live in your heart but grandpa lives in your bones <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> or, or grandma lives in your bones that's and good. it's uh you know there's things there that are deep rooted and i've done an interesting little chart like well, what did i learn or maybe pick up from my mom's side of the family what was what was grandma and grandpa like and what was their life like and you look and you're like wow yes no wonder thank you mom for what you broke off right didn't bring into uh, mine and my sister's life and not everybody's so fortunate I know that it's like there's deep trauma Mm -hmm. it's just you know unfortunate abuse cases and and that does need to be healed yes Um, and you know perhaps that's another topic because I know we won't do it justice but yeah, it, it kind of goes along with that bringing that best version, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, to promote mm-hmm, that connection, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, having the us in mind. Yeah, and if yeah. you're bringing a broken yeah. version, which we're all broken anyway, but if we're not doing anything yeah. to heal that, mm-hmm. it's like how are how is it spilling over? Yeah. It's it's not if. You just made me think like on this, you know, how we do like trauma informed therapy. Yeah. Well, a lot of times, even a, a, a husband will have no idea how to navigate a wife's past trauma right uh or vice versa there's mm-hmm. been husbands that have been traumatized and there's maybe some level of empathy but there's no consistent yeah. helpful pattern of mm-hmm. you know interacting with one another in fact it just makes it more um, traumatic or um shameful for the person so mm-hmm. i think that's where we can really help if couples will engage in that and and that's where all right i love you enough we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna work on this and develop new skills or, or mm-hmm. even awareness starting with that like sometimes i think a husband may not be aware like how deep the trauma may be because sometimes the spouse may have never even opened up and right that, that you know yeah. like they're like the husband may just know yeah. a little bit and perhaps it's 13 years in a marriage before you told and, me that perhaps didn't she didn't know. feel like she could trust him and right. tell him and, and open up because it wouldn't be received mm-hmm. well, but yeah. there is healing though. There's, mm-hmm. um, the, God is so good. I, I, Hey, he can resurrect the dead. He can, he can heal your trauma. That's right. And so, marriage, right? And marriage. So that's and resurrect right. the dead marriage. That's right. right. Oh yeah. That's Nehemiah four or, or where the walls were burned down mm-hmm. and Nehemiah loved to relate that to marriage because they were able to rebuild those walls in Nehemiah mm. and what seemed impossible, they did it. So good. John, yeah. uh, I know we could talk, yeah. you and I could talk about marriage for hours and hours and hours. We have. And I also know that it's there's not an easy, mm-hmm. this is the reason why you fell out. This is the three keys mm-hmm. to do. If anybody tells you, Three keys to a successful marriage. They're they're throwing you a bunk. Yeah. It takes a lot more, and it takes consistency over time. I think you've given such good mm-hmm. nuggets. We will take those and sort of bullet point those and put them in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, you're like, oh, I don't know if I got them all. Okay. 
We'll make sure that those get bulleted. I heard you give one resource in the book mm-hmm. that you mentioned and uh, keep your love on. Yes. Is there another resource that you want to share? That's the primary one. Like I, I think I'm gonna have to write a marriage book because <laughs> I'm like, yeah. there's um, and then yeah, it may be obvious like the scriptures. That's I'm just gonna keep yeah, and I'm not trying to beat anybody up. Yeah. I just. I think the healing really starts with, especially if one spouse is kind of, that's just become by the wayside. It's so important. So just kind of nurturing that mm-hmm. in pursuit again. Mm-hmm. of, um, But coming at it as I'm a beloved son or daughter, not mm-hmm. a guilt trip. Like, what's the Lord want to say to me? And So I think that's the best instruction. Um, there are other good books out there. There's one by Aaron Smalley called Reconnected, Moving mm. from Roommates to Soulmates. Mm. And it really talks about the reasons why yeah. you fall out of love and you yeah. become more like yeah. roommates or business yeah. partners. And gosh, that, when I read that, just really within the last couple of years, yeah. even as much as we're intentional, Randy and I and ours, I was like, wow, I'm really yeah. falling into some of these yeah. patterns I didn't realize. So that would That's be one good. I would recommend too by Aaron Smalley. Good. Yeah, and then the five love languages, of course. Like, but um, the Danny Silk book, he does a good summary of that in that as well. And love languages, another topic. I love it. I think it's a good tool. Um, you know, it's not the end all, be all, but it is a very. It's a good way to look at things. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it can be very helpful to start speaking your your spouse's love language. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think it'll be sustained if you if you're still um, self-centered. So you got to become more critical other centered, or unforgiving. <laughs> so that's why <laughs> not I tend focusing to say, on us. Or, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. 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 So it's and, one uh, part. Yeah. yeah. Or be quick to recognize, wow, he did, he or she did show love this way. Mm-hmm. So just small step of yeah, that encouragement, mm-hmm. that'll go a long, long way. Yeah. yeah. I, I mentioned earlier yeah. the two degree shift, you know, it, it takes these little two degree shifts mm. Um, to to change the trajectory of the marriage. So, John, thank you so much for coming today, for sharing your wisdom. I know, again, there's so much more to this whole topic of what do you do when you've fallen out of love and how to come back. If if you're listening and you're saying, wow, I don't even know where to start. You've given me so much and it feels overwhelming. I just don't even know what my first next step should be. I want to encourage listeners to call us. It's really why we're here. John and I are both passionate about marriages, but we have others on our team that are as well. And so we offer marriage intensives at this point um, and ongoing marriage. We do premarital counseling as well. So if you, if it's you and you're saying, I, I don't even know where to start. I know I don't fall in love or I can't get over this landmine that I ran into hand grenade, you call it, um, I really want to encourage you to reach out because John started this episode by saying he's seen miracles Mm -hmm. in marriage and we've seen them here. We know that it's possible Mm -hmm. when you put the work into it. Mm -hmm. And so if that's you, please call us. Uh, We have on our website a resources page now. It's newer and there are some resources about marriage on that as well. So I want to encourage you to look at our, our, our website We also have done other podcasts related to marriage. And so if this is a topic of interest and you're wanting to get more information, I want to encourage you to sift through some of those podcasts. We'll put a few of those in our show notes as well so that they're easily uh, linked for you as well. But 
John, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah, for being an example, you and Kira, to a watching world, a hurting world. And so I'm glad you're here right. with us. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. Next week, we'll continue our series on the troubles with love and marriage. And next week, our guest is Teresa Haskin. And this is all about betrayal. So what do you do when there's been betrayal in the relationship? So join us if that's the hand grenade that you've been given, right? Join us next week. Until then, stay safe and we look forward to connecting with you in some way. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in this episode. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We thank you again and hope you will join us for more of our podcast conversations.